It may be hard to imagine, but here, in what is now the small park at 46 and a half John Street, stood the once home of Elijah Fordham. The building you are currently looking at is the John Street United Methodist Church. As you glance up to your left, you'll notice a mural depicting the city in early to mid-1800s. Quite different from the metropolis it has become, New York still had the gentility and space of a smaller city. It was this city that Elijah was born on, March 8, 1798. In 1822, he married Jane Ann Fisher and was engaged as a hat presser. Together they had two children, Anne Eliza and George Fisher. Anne died in 1828, and following her death, Elijah moved to Clinton, Michigan. Here, he married Anne's sister, Bethia. Together, they were introduced to the gospel by an elder forestick. As was common to the day, the Fordhams moved to be joined with the other saints in Kirtland, Ohio. But again, tragedy struck in 1834 when Bethia died. It was during the following year that Elijah was ordained to 70 by Joseph Smith and then received his patriarchal blessing from Joseph Smith Sr. Promised that he would have the power to gaze into heaven and that his heart would expand and he would understand the mysteries of heavenly things. Elijah returned to New York City in 1837. He met Parley P. Pratt and began assisting him in the publication of The Voice of Warning. Parley recorded in his autobiography, Of all the places in which the English language is spoken, I found the city of New York to be the most difficult as to assess to the minds or attentions of the people. From July to January we preached, advertised, printed, published, testified, visited, talked, prayed, and wept in vain. To all appearances there were no interest or impression on the minds of the people in regard to the fullness of the gospel. There was one member of the Church of the Saints living there whose name was Elijah Fordham. He was an elder and assisted me. It could be during proselyting that he met his third wife, Anne. He baptized her in the East River on a day described as a very wet and disagreeable day and that the sidewalks were shoe-deep with snow and mud. Later, he was in attendance at the famous meeting held in what is now Chinatown with Parley P. Pratt, who described the events. We had retired to our private room upstairs with the few members we had to hold a last prayer meeting as I was about taking leave for New Orleans. We had prayed all round in turn when on a sudden the room was filled with the Holy Spirit and so was each one present. We began to speak in tongues and prophesy. Many marvelous things were manifest, which I cannot write, but the principal burthen of the prophesying was concerning New York City and our mission there, which was that we should tarry in the city and go not thence as yet. For the Lord had many people in that city, and he was now come by the power of his Holy Spirit to gather them into his fold. Parley also mentioned that Elijah spoke in tongues and bore his testimony in French, so much so that two Frenchmen who were walking by at that exact moment understood and recognized the language he was speaking. Eventually, Elijah moved on from New York to Nauvoo, Illinois, where it was recorded in the History of the Church, Volume 4, Page 4, that he received a miraculous healing by Joseph Smith. It was recorded that... The next place they visited was the home of Elijah Fordham, who was supposed to be about breathing his last. When the company entered the room, the prophet of God walked up to the dying man and took hold of his right hand and spoke to him. 
but Brother Fordham was unable to speak. His eyes were set in his head like glass and unconscious of all around him. Joseph held his hand and looked into his eyes in silence for a length of time. A change in the countenance of Brother Fordham was soon perceptible to all present. His sight returned, and upon Joseph asking him if he knew him, he, in a low whisper, answered, Yes. Joseph asked him if he had the faith to be healed. He answered, I feared it is too late. If you had me sooner, I think I would have been healed. The prophet said, Do you believe in Jesus Christ? He answered in a feeble voice, I do. Joseph then stood erect, still holding his hand, in silence, several moments. Then he spake in a very loud voice, saying, Brother Fordham, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to arise from this bed and be made whole. His voice was like the voice of God and not of man. It seemed as though the house shook to the very foundation. Brother Fordham arose from his bed and was immediately made whole. His feet were bound in poultices, which he kicked off. Then, putting on his clothes, he ate a bowl of bread and milk, and then followed the prophet into the street. To get to our next site, go back up John Street the way you came, and make a left and continue down Nassau Street. On your way, to your left at the corner of Liberty Street, you will notice an imposing fortress-like building which occupies an entire block. This is the headquarters of the New York branch of the U.S. Federal Reserve Bank. In addition to being one of the world's most important central banks, the basement of this building also houses the largest gold depository in the world, holding far more gold than at Fort Knox. As you arrive at the corner of Nassau Street and Wall Street, you will see on your left the Federal Hall National Memorial. This was the site of the United States' first capital. The imposing statue of George Washington is on the spot where his first inauguration as President of the United States took place. Directly ahead of you, with the American flags across its front, is the New York Stock Exchange. To your right, up Wall Street, you can see the spire of Trinity Church, downtown Manhattan's most famous church. Many famous Americans lie in its graveyard, including New York's own Alexander Hamilton, the United States' first Treasury Secretary, and the man on the $10 bill. The actual site for this stop is the corner of Nassau and Wall Streets to your right, across from Federal Hall. The address of this skyscraper is now 14 Wall Street. However, at the time of our next story, the building on this site was numbered 20 Wall Street.